Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at configuring SNMP server information, configuring radius information, setting up a topology with VLAN 5 addressing, configuring a new interface, configuring DHCP scope, and configuring WPA2 Enterprise Wireless LAN. And we're going to do all that on the Wireless LAN controller. This episode is part of my series on switching routing and wireless essentials for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Here we have our network once again. It's the same network we used before. We have the trunking, we have the wireless LAN controller, we have our two VLANs here. One for management, one for our users. And what we're going to do this time is configure a wireless LAN controller to use a radius server and an SNMP server. The radius server, which stands for remote authentication dial-in user services, that's going to provide us with usernames and passwords to authenticate against. Instead of having everybody use that one pre-shared key, it'd be nice to give everybody their own passwords. That way they can log into the systems but it also gives you the ability to track who logged in. And if there's a problem, you can start tracking back who was that problem. And then if for some reason an employee leaves or something like that, you can just disable their account instead of having to go around and change all the passwords. Here, we what happens is, is when, a, when an end device connects into your wireless network, it sends it goes through the uh, authentication process connecting into the wireless LAN controller. The wireless LAN controller, because we're going to set up and use the radius server, is going to connect all the way over to the radius center, authenticate those credentials, comes back, and then it allows the wire, wireless device, the wireless client, to get onto your network. We're also going to set up the ability to monitor our wireless LAN controller using an SNMP server, Simple Network Management Protocol Server. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna set up some traps on the wireless LAN controller. And what an SNMP trap does is it collects some information and pushes it to a server. This way you can have multiple devices that are collecting data using SNMP, push it all to a server, and then that server can con connect or correlate all that data together it can sift through it look for any problems and we have all that data all those log files in one place for our example here the radius server is on on a different network it's on the 172.16.1 network the last octet is 254 here 254 for our um, radius and our SNMP servers. We've logged into our wireless LAN controller. We're at our opening splash page. First thing we're going to do here is click on advanced. Go ahead and click on advanced. Brings us into our opening page for configurations. Once here, what we're going to do is click on management up here. When we click on management, our left menu changes. We have several options we can go in and, and change the management, management settings on. What we're interested in is SNMP. Click on SNMP, and then we click on trap receivers. Right now, we have no trap receiver set up, no servers to collect all this SNMP data we're going to be sending. 
what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and, and configure that in the upper right corner where we click on new click on new brings us to a screen where we can go ahead and set up our information first thing is they're going to ask for the community name what the community name is is sort of the password to get into the snmp to say okay this device is part of our community we're going to accept data from it and so the community name brings that data together here we're going to use ccna7 and then we put in the ip address of our snmp server once again that was on the 172.16.1 network and ended in 254. we go ahead type that in make sure that the status is enabled we have our information set go ahead and click apply when you click apply it'll come over here and it will list it out it'll say the trap the the snmp trap receiver name is ccna7 that's our community name this is the ip address of the server this is where we're going to send all the data and this trap is enabled you could set up multiple traps going to different devices or sorry different um, snmp servers Okay, that sets up our SNMP server to collect our data using SNMP traps. Now let's go ahead and set up our RADIUS server for authentication. After we have, you see we have our data here, we can go ahead and click on security. When you click on security, our left menu changes. On the left menu, we have lots of different things that deal with security over here. What we're interested in is that we, we click on the AAA, the uh, the authentication, the authorization, and the accounting features. Once we're here, make sure we're under radius and then click on authentication. Under Once we're here, you can see we're on the radius authentication servers. Notice it's plural, so we can have more than one. And a lot of times it's good to have a backup. If, if one of your systems goes down, you don't want to be logged out. You want to have a backup. I recommend having a, a second backup authentication system there we go through the settings basically we, we look and see there is no servers listed right here now we can go ahead and add one in the upper right corner we have the new button go ahead and click on new brings us over to adding in our new server first thing is is our index or our priority if you have multiple servers you can say use this one first use this one second that's what that priority is for then we have our IP address of our SNMP server. Once again, it's on the 172.16.1 network with the last IP or the last octet is a .254. What this secret is, is a key is a password that allows you to access the information on that radius server. Somehow you need to authenticate to say, yes, this device is okay to use the authentication services of the radius server. And that's what this password does. You go ahead, set it up, you confirm it. Most of the time, once again, leave it at ASCII. It sets that. The rest of this, just take the default settings. Once you have your IP addresses and your secrets set up, go ahead, click on apply. When you click on apply, it now lists you have your radius server. It says, what's it for? We can use it for the user network and the management. So when users connect in, they have to use the radius server. When management connects in, they have to use this. 
We have our rate or our index. We have our IP address. We tell it what layer four port we are using. We set up our radius server. Now to verify it's actually working and we can communicate with us, it's nice to check and see if that's working. This is one thing about the wireless LAN controller that drives me crazy. At the end of the right, at the end of the line on the right side, you can click this little button, this drop down menu to select on ping. Right here, as we look at the screen, we look at the right side here, there is no little drop down, or drop down button. Also notice down here, we are not scrolled all the way over to our right. Down here, you can see that we can scroll over to your right. If you scroll over to your right a little bit more, there is this drop down button. When you click on this drop down button, it brings up a, a menu to allow you to do a couple more things. We can use ping here, and what it's going to do is it's going to ping our radius server just to make sure that you can actually see to it, you can get to it on the network. Go ahead, if you, when you click on ping here, so we'll click on ping, it'll come back, it'll give you a pop-up window, and it says that it received um, from the radius server at this IP address, we sent three echo requests and we received three echo replies. So we can at least communicate to it on the network. Now it didn't check that we had the correct passwords. Um, it didn't check we had any other configurations, but at least we can get to it on the network. And now we have our radius server set up. We can have multiple users with passwords. You can track who logs onto the network when they log in. It gives us our AAA, our authentication, our authorization and accounting. It gives us that accountability you want as an administrator on your network. I hope you're liking this episode on configuring WPA2 Enterprise Wireless LAN for the wireless LAN controller. If you have the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about configuring WPA2. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. In our network, when users join your network, you want them to connect into a specific VLAN. The VLAN we want our users to connect into is VLAN 5. So we have to set up some processes in order for them to get into VLAN 5 when they connect in to our network. A couple of things we need to do. If we look at our wireless LAN controller, this is the IP address we are connecting in to configure our device, 192.168.200.254. When we create a, when we set up our VLAN, VLAN 5, we also have to give our wireless LAN controller a virtual interface in their VLAN, but on our wireless LAN controller. We're gonna keep using the 254, so anything, um, any .254 will be a virtual interface, and, that, and that's just maybe a, a standard you set up on your network. There's no IEEE standard on that. It's just, it helps to set some standards up on your network, just making your management a little bit easier. We also need to make sure that we have a exit off of the VLAN. And once again, that exit off of our VLAN onto other VLANs, this is on the router way over here. This is the default gateway for VLAN 5. And so when this 
client connects in on the user network on VLAN 5 in order to get off of this network to see a different part of our network or to connect into the internet, they have to go through the default gateway and that's associated over here. We need to go through and make sure we have that set up so they can do that. Looking at the back of the router, we, we have several ports on the back here. These are the ports we're going to be talking about. These ports, one through four right here. These are the ones you can do. You can set these ports up and have multiple virtual uh, wireless LAN points on these. You can set up multiple VLANs. What that means here is, I mean, if, if it's handling multiple, v, multiple VLANs of information, what does that mean? That this is a trunk. And if you, if you look add it and get dig into the code it sets it up as a trunk and then we set up multiple vlans and so you need to know which one which um port these cables are plugged into when we get into the configurations here's our setting once again that's what we're going to do is we're going to go through and set up this set up a vlan for a new wireless lan here's our splash page we logged into it from here we'll go ahead click on advanced bring us into our settings. From here, what we do is we click on controller. When we click on controller, our left menu changes. And what we want is we wanna be in the interfaces here. Now, look at all the interfaces. There's five interfaces. Right now, we are connected into the 192.168.200.254 network. This is our management interface, and that's what we can see here. It's labeled as our management interface. It's on our management network, our 192.168.200 sorry, 192.168.200 network. That is our management. We don't want users on there. We don't want them to do that. So what we have to do is create another virtual interface um, down here for our users. Over here, we're going to click on new. Once again, this is one of the things where the wireless LAN controller doesn't display everything in the page and you may have to scroll over. This is new. Go ahead and click on new at that point. And it'll ask you for some information. Give it a name. This is a name. I like to keep it a little bit easy. Somehow in there put and signify what we're belonging it to. Here we start off with VLAN 5. So right away we know that this goes into VLAN 5. What's it for? It's for user data. Our users connect into VLAN 5. That's what we're doing. And then... The next field here is signifying what VLAN am I going to connect it to? What VLAN is it set up for? We are dealing with VLAN 5. That's what we do. Once we have our information in there, come over here in the upper right, click on apply. Once we do that, we still have some settings we can look at. As we look here, we see that we have our, our interface name, VLAN 5 user data. Down here, we have to come in and look at our interface address. Once again, looking at our setup, our virtual interface on our wireless LAN controller, we are going to give the address of 192.168.5.254 as this. And so any, on VLAN 5, this is the IP address to access our wireless LAN controller. That's how our users are going to send data when they go to authenticate against the Radius server. Um, they're gonna, the authentication is gonna go to that virtual interface on VLAN 5, and then they're going to pass it on to the correct server. That's why we have to set, set up our virtual interface. Do that, we scroll down a little bit more in the window to our interface address. From here, we can set in some information. We set what VLAN we're at, 
Once again, we are working on VLAN 5. We put the address for our virtual interface on our wireless LAN controller, 192.168.5.254. That had a subnet of a slash 25, 255.255, 255.0. And then we also make sure we specify what the default gateway is. So that way we know how to get off of our network onto other ones. In a second, we're gonna need it for the radius server to go in and authenticate against. We don't have any IP version six running on our network, so we can ignore that. One last piece we need to set here is we scroll down a little bit more. We wanna specify what our DHCP server is. Our DHCP server shouldn't be our wireless LAN controller. Now remember, 192.168.5.1 is the sub-interface on our router. We're going to use our router as our DHCP, DHCP server. We are not going to hand out addresses from our wireless LAN controller to our end users. That's not what it's designed for. It's going to get overwhelmed. It's not going to work. So use something else as a DHCP server. Here we're using a router. You could very easily use Windows and, and their Active Directory and their DHCP integration, whatever you want, but don't use the wireless LAN controller. Yes, the wireless LAN controller, you can serve up IP addresses, but what you use those IP addresses for, what you use that DHCP server, is devices that are going to connect in. Specifically, you use that to hand out IP addresses to your access points. That's all you use it for. End users don't get that information or don't get their IP addresses from wireless LAN controller. They get it from somewhere else. Once we have that set, you scroll back up, you click on apply in the upper right corner. Then we have our new network set. We have our new network set. You can see here's our settings. We call the VLAN5 underscore user data. It belongs to VLAN5. We have the IP address of this virtual interface set as 192.168.5.254. Now that we created that virtual interface, we have to associate it with a, with a wireless LAN. What we can do, click on wireless LANs up here from our top menu, make sure that wireless LANs here are selected. And we can see here are our wireless LANs. We have a user net and we have a user data Wi-Fi. What we wanna do is we wanna connect that interface in to our, wire, our, our wireless LAN to the user data Wi-Fi. Go ahead, click on this number two here under for our wireless LAN IDs, and it brings us into a page where we can configure it. Here's our information. We have a profile name, our SSID, it's enabled. But down here, this is that interface group command. This is where on the dropdown, you wanna drop down and you wanna get it off of the management because you don't want your users to be on there. You want them to be on this network that's associated with VLAN 5 that has its own DHCP server. Go ahead and select that. When you select that, you can then go up here and click apply. When you click apply, now any user that connects in using that user network will be on VLAN 5 on your network, the user network, the user VLAN on your network. And that's where you that's where they should be. That's where you have the controls. That's where you have your DHCP server set up. That is how you've set your network up. We're going to create a DHCP scope on our wireless LAN controller. We're gonna have our wireless wireless LAN controller handing out IP addresses. Once again, this is a special use situation. 
This DHCP scope shouldn't be for end users. What this scope should be is for your access points. It's for management use to hand out IP addresses. Your end users are gonna use router one. We're gonna set up a DHCP server on there. We're gonna get a, create a pool there. And, and that's where they're all gonna get their IP addresses from. But right now, this is for configuring and connecting in our access points. We're going to set that DHCP server up on the management VLAN. So that way, when we plug in an access port or access point, it will connect into our wireless LAN controller, pull an IP address from our wireless LAN controller DHCP server. Here from our splash page, we're going to go ahead and click on advanced. You click on advanced, it brings us into our configuration pages. Nice summary here once again. From our summary page, we click on controller. When we click on controller, we are now going to click on internal DHCP server. Internal DHCP server. We are on DHCP scope at this point in time. Once again, we don't have any scopes defined. And so what we're gonna do is click on new, up here towards the upper right, click on new. And first thing it's gonna do is ask you for a name. Go in there, give it a name. Here we're going to call it management IPs because that's for our management network, for our management devices. No end users are going to get their IP addresses there. Go ahead, enter your name in for an IP address and click apply. When you click apply, you can see that it's listed out there, but we're not done. We have to go in and actually configure the scope. To configure the scope, we click on that scope we just clicked. Uh, created, we click on it, that brings us into the configuration. We enter in several fields here. Here you enter in your range of pools. You enter in your start address and your end address. This is going to be the addresses your DHCP servers handing out to your access points. Right here we give you a range of 20 IP addresses to hand out. Make sure you're not handing out an IP address you're using on another server on your management network. Make sure you're not using that. Also, try and plan early on for as many access points as you're going to have. I know it's a difficult thing, but think of the number you're going to need and then double it. For this example, I, I looked at our topology. I said 10 access points is probably the max we'll ever use. And then I doubled it just in case I need to add more in. You add a new building, something like that. It just allows you to... Um, expand a little bit better. Go ahead and enter in your start address, your end address. We put in our network address. For us, it's a 192.168.200.0 network. Subnet mask is a slash 24. Default lease time is 86,400 seconds. If you convert that, that's another 24 hour lease. The other thing you need to do is specify the default router, the default gateway. This wireless LAN controller is not a device that connects multiple LANs up. This needs to be the IP address of the router, your default gateway. And what we've done is we've set up a sub interface on our router of 192.168.200.1. That is the default router, default gateway that this DHCP server is gonna hand out for our management network, for our access points. Once we have that configured, you can go ahead and click apply in the upper right corner. Click apply, brings you back to here. Here, once again, it lists out our scope name, but now this time it at least gives you some information. Here it gives you the range of IP addresses in our pool. And it also says that we have a one day lease from those 
86,400 seconds. Finally, you have your network up and we're going to have a user connect in. This user, we're going to have connect in. We're going to connect it into our access point. That access point is then going to want to go through its authentication process. And so it goes down to the wireless LAN controller. It says, okay, we want to authenticate. And now what we're going to do is we're going to set it up using WPA2 Enterprise. And we're going to have it authenticate against another server. We're going to have that wireless LAN controller then send the credentials down to our radius server here look at those radius, see if they're authenticated, and then send a reply back to the wireless LAN controller to let our wireless client connect into the network. We're gonna go ahead and set that up. Right here, we have our opening splash page. I'm gonna click on advanced right here. Click on advanced, brings us into our summary page. From our summary page, we can click on wireless LANs, and we're gonna create a whole new wireless LAN for this. Over here, we have our dropdown. Make sure it says create land and we click on go. Click on go. It's going to ask us for some information. We're going to give it a profile name of company name and a SSID of company name. That's going to be when they search on their smartphone, it's going to say company name as one of the networks that are available. And then we set the ID for the wireless LAN. By default, it gives you the next available one. Here, they gave us two. One is our management network. This one is assigned to, let's go ahead and just take the settings. Once you're happy with the data there, we can go ahead and click on apply in the upper right corner. When we click on apply, we have some more settings to do. One of the first thing here is on the general tab. We have our profile name and our SID. Wanna make sure you enable this. By default, it's not enabled. Make sure you check this box to say yes, enable it. And then down here underneath the interface group, when somebody connects into this new network, you don't want them on the management network. You want them to connect to that VLAN 5, the user data network. This is where we go ahead and we make that choice. We say connect in, or the interface group is VLAN 5, the user data. You get that selected. And then we go into our security tab. Here we can go through and look at our security settings. We have WP and WPA2 set here. We're not using WPA, but we are using WPA2 and AES, so that's good. And then down here, we scroll down a little bit more. By default, 802.1x is checked. This is what we want to use. This is the method where we're going to authenticate against that radius server. And that radius server has all those credentials stored, those username and passwords for each user to get onto our network. And so this is checked by default. So make sure this is checked. What we can do now is we have to set up where are we going to send this request to? Where are we going to send it? And that's what this AAA services tab up here is. Go ahead and click on the AAA services tab. And then here you can choose the server you want to connect to. Previously, we set up the radius server, the IP address. You have to do that first. Once you have that set up, you can click on the dropdown and the dropdown will list all the servers you have set up. And this was the IP address of that server we set up. It was on the 172.16.1 network with a .254 in the fourth octet using the default port of 1812. We already set that up, so it's listed in a dropdown. You can go and select that right now so it shows. So go ahead and select that. 
Once you have that selected, go ahead and click on apply in the upper right corner. When you click on apply, brings us back to the screen here. This is where we have our information. Once again, make sure that it says user data here for our interface, our group interface. Let's go ahead and make sure they created the VLAN and it's listed. We can now go ahead and click on the back button. What we want to do is we are in the configuration of the wireless LAN edit. We just want to go to the main wireless LANs listing. We can click on back. So you click on back and it brings it there. And here is our network. Our newly created network is wireless LAN ID2. Remember this too, it's important. We'll need that here in a second. We have our profile and our SSID name of company name. It's enabled. It's always good to check to make sure we enabled it. Otherwise, we'll have to go back in there, enable it and come back. And then that we are using WPA2. And then for our authentication, we are using the 802.1x protocol. Specifically, we're going to ask for a username and password when they connect to our wireless. And then we're going to authenticate against that radius server. What we can do is we can check to make sure that it's actually working, that our wireless LAN controller is actually connecting into that radius server and then authenticating a user. Once again, what we're gonna do is we're going to make sure that the wireless LAN controller, it can make an access request to our radius server here. So it goes up to our radius server makes that request in there, that the radius server can then process that and send the response back to our wireless LAN controller. How we do that is we connect into the console port on our wireless LAN controller. Yes, it's that white, it's that blue console cable that you connect in that you into the back console port on your wireless LAN controller. You connect it into the USB to RS-232 adapter on your laptop. That's the connection I'm talking about. You connect into that, you log into that. Here we have that configuration all set up for us. We connect it in, we are at the prompt. First command we enter in here is testing. We are testing something. We are specifically looking at the AAA radius and now we're going to specify a username. So we put the keyword username in there and there's an account that has the username Bob on that radius. So we put in Bob right here is the username. Then we put in the keyword of password and then we put in Bob's password. We were very secure. We used hello as our password. Now we don't have complexity requirements. I understand that this is a lab testing environment. And then the important part, then we say what wireless LAN we are connecting to and that we're using, because this is where we set up our 802.1x authentication to go into that server. And that tells us where the server is, the IP address, the protocols we're using. So make sure that this matches that wireless LAN we just created, the one you are testing at. Go ahead, type this command in, hit enter. You get some feedback saying, yes, that request was sent. Now we're gonna have to go in and enter in a second command. That second command, after we successfully sent our request, will be to see if the authentication actually happened correctly and we got it back. We enter in this command. Once again, we are testing our AAA. And so now we want to show the information from the radius. 
from our radius query we just did. So test AAA show radius, enter that in and you get the output from that radius query we did. We went against our radius server, 172.16.1.254. That was that PC in the upper left corner of our network. We successfully queried it. Now the result code says is that Bob's account was successfully authenticated against that server. That the username Bob and the password of hello was successful. The radius server said so, and it sent back a response to our wireless LAN controller saying it. And that shows that we have set up our 802.1x authentication correctly. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuring WPA2 Enterprise wireless LAN for the wireless LAN controller. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, techify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on switching, routing, and wireless essentials for the CCNA. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on switching, routing, and wireless essentials for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.